people want things, they have goals, and one of their goals is they want to be married or they want to have a long-term relationship. But I think a lot of us aren't able to achieve that goal at times, barring tragedy, barring you know partnering with a louse. Some of us can't achieve that because we're not willing to put the work in to really swim through the bad times to get to the good. And there are going to be bad times. Every project, every idea, every level of execution, whether it's a, a music career, a career as an analyst at a top investment banking firm, an entrepreneur who wants to create vegan goodies, or someone who wants to start their own fishing enterprise, literally fishing enterprise, there will be a dip. And Seth Godin, who's like the president of the United States when it comes to internet marketing, talks about this in his book, The Dip, which is uh, written two decades ago at the end of the uh, aughts, that first decade of uh, the 21st century, and that everything that you do, every endeavor that you endeavor to partake, uh, participate in or partake in actually has a dip. And he just draws a simple line, right? You start off at a hill, you go down, and then you go back up. And you have to get to that dip. And everyone who gets to that dip ultimately finds some level of success. But they're not going to find that level of success without the dip. And relationships have dip. Correction. Relationships have their dips. Dip set, dip set, dip set. <laughs> Plenty of valleys and peaks. Oh, yeah. And sometimes more valleys. But the peaks are that much more sweeter and awesome. And we're talking today about for better or for worse. What does that really mean when you hear the priest or the ordained professional who's marrying people say that? For better or for worse. And the for worse part is the realist part. Because no one has a problem with sunshine and butterflies and picnics on the lawn and uh, bags of gold being given out for free, new Jordans coming off the conveyor belt in, in, in onto your feet, the new uh, Tesla leather, the new Acura, the new Mercedes Benz, the McLaren being you know airdropped right by your that, house, that, that diamond encrusted Rolex. Nobody yeah. has no problem. No one has a problem with, with, that. with the luxuries, right? Yeah, the problems emerge when. <laughs> You know, you have to learn to trust someone who's broken their promise for the 16th time. When you want to leave a marriage but can't because they cheated, yet you don't have the money to leave because you still have to care for yourself and for the children. The The time comes, the worst times come when that person tragically dies and you have to contend with that relationship being lost and then trying to find a new relationship that rivals even a third of the light of that previous relationship. So this is the for worse part. This is the dip or dips that you're going to experience in your relationship. And many of us have a hard time getting through the dips, A, because we don't know there's a dip. So it's very hard when you stumble upon something and then it's so deep and tragic and scary, you naturally want to just hold on to the peak that you're at and just try another different path. 
Also, some of us won't do it because we've become so self-centered and self-aggrandizing and selfish about who we are and what we're entitled to and what our preferences are that the moment that itch for whatever it is, whether it's I need a certain type of person who makes money or I need a certain type of blowjob game or this, that, and the third, whenever that itch doesn't get scratched, when we want it scratched, you know, we start hearing things like, well, you know, I just think it's funny how. Out of here, go on peace. Nice to know you. Like they, it's like. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of people just, you know, don't have the steel to get through, the metal to get through. And here's the, here's the rub. You won't, no one has the metal to get through. You actually get stronger as you stay in the dip and crawl, climb, and claw your way out of the dip. That's actually how you get, um, that's where the, the power and the strength comes up. You don't get the, the strength before the dip, you get the strength after the dip. So the next dip, you're able to navigate a lot wiser, with a lot more strength, and hopefully with a better community. Yeah, sometimes the only way out is through. Yeah, and that is an unpopular, unsexy, unromantic opinion about relationships, that they're going to be dips. Now, one person's dip is another person's abuse, for example. Uh, for example, some people will say, hey, look, you have me out here working all these extra jobs, you know, coming home, cooking and cleaning. For some people, that's abuse. And I would say that is a lot of stress. And depending on how you're executing it or why you're doing that or why that person is taking on the most majority of that responsibility and you're not, that's abuse. But in some cases where one person's in school, they're trying to get their PhD, they're trying to get their master's. And so you're holding the house down. you got two jobs and you're helping out with the household work. They're doing their part, but you know, they need to study. So now you're doing an inordinate amount of work in the home, tons of work outside of the home, all with the effort that this person will get their MBA in three years and hopefully not turn around and tell you a couple of days after graduation, I met somebody at school and okay. now I'm leaving you. I'm on my feet now. <laughs> it was my starter kit. I know somebody who that happened to. Some guy, and I don't know him that well, but, you know, a guy was telling his story. A friend of mine took me back to his hometown, met a friend. And he's like, yo, what are you doing back here? You know, working in the grocery store. He's like, oh, yeah, me and my girl broke up. And he just started telling the whole story. And my friend told me later, man, he's like, yo, he used to dote over that woman. Basically, he had a woman. They were living in the South, helped her out, was getting her through school, was busting his hump. She wanted to go to law school, put her through law school. And then he told her story at the end of law school. She says, yeah, you know. Found somebody in law school, so peace. Arriva Dirty. Ouch. Yeah, that, that would have to hurt, I'm sure. It yeah. hurt. Now that's not I the mean, full part. So so yeah. I mean wait because I'm I'm thinking about where for worse comes in and you having to consider to stay you know, with the person, not just someone leaving. The dip. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's like where does where does that come in for the person who's experiencing this? Do they just say I'm I'm gonna keep my person. I'm gonna stay with them, even though they they're saying they found somebody else. I don't want to give up on that. Like, what are they supposed to do? Well, in that case, my opinion is let them go. If you want to go, go. Now, some people won't won't do that, and they'll fight for them, and they'll fight mm -hmm. for them in different ways. But for some, I would just say let it go. 
But for some, that may not be a dip because, right, how can it be a dip if you're leaving the relationship? The dip has to be where for it to be recognized as a dip, there has to be a second peak, right? Oh, well, we're, we're better now. We're doing well. We're thriving. The home's paid what off. What happens in a marriage? Yeah, exactly. So the dip I'm really referring to is someone who may have an unrecognized mental health issue. Mm. Or, so, or recognized. Or recognized. Yeah. I'm talking about someone who may have unaddressed childhood traumas that are now starting to spill out all over the, the, the marriage or the relationship. Someone who's decided to stop taking their medication. Someone who is refusing to do the work of helping out around the home. Because in my family, this type of person did the work and I didn't, I, my gender didn't do the work. And now you're working, like I just said, and then you're putting in a lot of inordinate amount of work in the home and tons of work outside the home. And you feel sandwiched. Now, again, for some people, that's just craziness and madness and abuse and abusive. Others, they're going to call it a dip. I'm not here to label, and we're not here to label what you experience as a dip or abusive. You have to determine that. We have our boundaries and our lines. Other people don't. I've, I've heard stories of people who should have broken up with people because there was emotional, physical abuse, and they got through it. Or that person stayed and was able to manage through it in their opinion. Oh, wow. Don't, don't hear too many of those success stories. So that's one that like, and, and I don't even know if it's a success story because I don't know what motivates that behavior and how it returns. How, what motivates the behavior of, Oh, oh yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, the violence. Yeah. The violence. Gotcha. So I, I, I didn't know the abuse. Right. So I, I'm not claiming that I, I'm just saying that for some people they'll say that to dip. Others will say, Oh, well, you know, that was abusive when I stepped away and you should step away with abuse. You should find a way to find your boundaries and reassert your humanity in all situations and all contexts. So this is not what we're saying. What we're saying that there are going to be difficult times in your relationship, that relationship you've been covering, that relationship you've been praying for, that relationship you've been yearning and, and craving for all those swipe lefts and all those swipe rights later. You finally found a person that you could build with, have a home with, have a life with, maybe have children, maybe don't have children, just travel around the world, but you have each other now. And when you have each other, here comes this person's pernicious smoking habit that they just won't drop. Here comes this person, uh, person's annoying mother or father or parental relationship that they just won't address. Here comes this person, person's unchecked or unreflective stance about your gender roles, about your religious life, about your future. Here we go. Or you both can be on the same page, but you know, you're having a hard time having children. I mean, it's a lot of circumstances that could be that for worse. Yeah. Or crazy, or you guys are great, but you know the money situation is just not clicking. Your budget is mm -hmm. just not increasing. Yeah, he's not getting that promotion or those raises that he thought he was going to be getting in that timeline. Yeah, uh, his financial track yeah. is is not is not ex executing the way yeah. we thought it was going to. Yeah, her professional career got cut short, and she got fired. 
So now that extra income is out the door. Now it's on you and there's pressure now on you to do more. Or guess what? You guys had a beautiful bundle of joy. She turns around and says, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to be a stay-at-home mom. He turns to you and says, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to be home with my children. Or child. Here comes yeah. the dip. You disagree. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about in these situations that I just, I'm listing. There's a disagreement because the person wants you to either stay the course or do something different. And the other partner does wants to do something different. So they're, you know, you're not to hear, you're, you're separated. Do you think this is a dip? Um, when a partner wants to introduce some kind of open situation for, for that other person, maybe if you're into monogamy, <clears throat> that's a dip. Yeah. Do I stay with you? Right. Because you, you, you told me this is what you want to do. Now I have to monitor behavior and you only have to know your partner. Some people just talk and they need to get it off their chest and you know, mm-hmm. your partner and they're just a talker. That doesn't mean that they're not a person of action. They just need to talk in order to determine what's going to be an action they're going to pursue others they need to pursue it they're going <laughs> they to pursue it. execute right <laughs> i'm just telling you to be respectful yeah but no you know within the next six months this needs to be on our our timeline and we need to be seeing some goals accomplished well i don't feel comfortable okay i understand you don't feel comfortable but as you're not feeling comfortable this is going to be happening because this is my life and this is what i want and this is who i am and this is what i'm feeling led to do so here we go but that power struggle in relationships is yeah. tough, man. Yo, honestly, I compare it to being in an amusement park. For those you know who've been to an amusement park, Disney World, Rye Playland, King's Dominion, Great Adventures. You're at the amusement park with your spouse called your relationship. They want to get on the roller coaster. You, you know, now you're going to have some people say, you know what? My partner doesn't like roller coasters, so I don't go on roller coasters. I just hang out, we, we go, we do some of the, the low risk rides or the low road, you know, the low level rides. Maybe we hit up the water park if it's if it's hot, the water, the water section, and we get some funnel cake and yo, you know, we 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 stay for the parades and we go home. Cool. There's gonna be some other people though in the amusement park or the relationship who say, Well, my partner doesn't go on roller coasters, but I like roller coasters. So I'm going on the roller coaster and you could wait there until I get back because I'm not gonna just pay X amount of hundreds of dollars to come to the music park and then not do anything that I don't want to do. So what happens when the roller coaster of threesomes and open relationships is open? The line's a little long, but the wait's not that bad. I can get there in 15 minutes. And the person says, well, I don't want to get on the roller coaster. Well, okay, then don't get on. Go get funnel cake. Go over to the, 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 the teacups. But I don't want to get on Space Mountain in, in, in Disneyland. That's fine. Take yourself on down down the road and go get some fudge. I'll meet you back over there. I'm getting on Space Mountain though. And I'm getting my picture taken. Yeah, because that's what I came here for. Yeah. And I and I can't police my experience in this amusement park based solely on your desires. You are a low risk person. And right. that's fine. But I'm a high risk person with a appetite for adrenaline. And that's going to be satiated with an open relationship. Or with spending more money that sometimes doesn't stay within the budget that we both agreed to do. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, entertaining voices outside of our, our our relationship that appeal to me. Whether it's my, my best friend's voice, my mama's voice, auntie's voice, pastor's voice. 
My ex's voice. My ex's voice. <laughs> my own Everybody. voice, which is probably, you know, full of <laughs> underscoring maybe some of my mental illness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My own uh-huh. mental health issues. You know? So I just hear uh, like a little little noise. Well, Jacob Marley's back there. So. <laughs> exactly. He's like, <laughs> he has tons of bad relationships like chained to him. He's like, don't be like me. I forfeited those relationships. He's like tons of tender swipes just hanging from his chains. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I just think that's that's the reality. So it's yeah. it's comparison to amusement park because I know people go to amusement parks and you know people go do this and they go do that but when you're with someone intimately and it's just you and you want to do something else and that person wants to do something else that's really felt because some of these amusement park rides are two hour rates so I got to do something by myself wait, for two wait, hours wait for while you wait good in the Great American Scream Machine or the Batman ride yeah I'm not interested <clears throat> and and then where I'm waiting for you is probably like another mile or two away from the ride that I just left you at because. These amusement parks be big, man. Mm-hmm. You got to walk just a mile to get to the next place that I want to go to. The next ride be over here. And you got the water section over here. And you only want to do, like you said, the low risk stuff in the water section. But yeah, yeah man, creates a, a lot of distance and a mm-hmm. lot of all of that. To Vince, you saying, why am I here? I'm going back to the car. In fact, I'm going back to the car and I'm going home. Figure going out your home. own ride back. Because <laughs> we guess what? You wanted to go on the the roller coaster of threesomes, I got the car. So, figure it out. They take Uber the three, yeah. three, four, five miles back to the hotel or wherever, it, wherever we're staying. For better or for worse. And here comes yeah. your dip. I was going to say, I know of a situation where someone, young couple, um, the guy ended up getting terminally ill a couple of years in and you know the the wife was ready to hang it up she was like yo i didn't sign up to be somebody's caretaker four years into the marriage mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like this that's that's this is my dip i don't want to be here mm-hmm. yeah and this again is my that's worse yeah and that is an example of something that is not anyone's fault not anyone's uh particular, you know, I would say challenge that they, they cause through bad decision-making. Just an unfortunate, tragic circumstance. Did the person pass away? Mm-mm. Not right away, no. But they did, I'm saying, did they pass away? Though? Yeah, yeah, they oh, did. They did. Okay. And I mean, soul. but it was just like, you know, before he kicked a bucket. <laughs> oh, man. Just say pass away. You know, life life, was, life was... 80s old Life man terms. Was, she had already moved on. Oh, wow. So the body was cold. You know what I'm saying? And and it's like she was very wed to that narrative. Her ideas, that her her preference, which was, you know, I'm young. I want to be, I want to have a partner who is young and vi- vibrant and vivacious like me. And we want to travel and be out and doing things. Like I, I'm like, I ain't signed up to be at home taking care of somebody and having that kind of a dependent. The only dependence I want are the kids we, I'm supposed to have. Um, yeah. There's some real, uh, for real, for worse scenarios. Cheating mm-hmm. is, is, is a dip. 
Cheating yeah, is that a, was a mine. worse. That was mine. I've seen that. <laughs> I, I've I mean, seen that. that. I that experienced was actually, that. That was actually the, the language that was used. Like, this was the worst thing that could have ever happened. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I've seen that. Mm. It's a real dip. And, I mean, it was something that I didn't I didn't know. You know, you be, you, you're grateful for people, you know, years after they teach you stuff, tell you lessons that you hear, remind you of things. Like, I remember my mom telling me and breaking down, like, yo, anytime there's infidelity, three people get hurt. At least three people get hurt. There's, the, the, you know, the person in the relationship, obviously the person who they're in a relationship with, and then the person who is their side person. It's like all three people are going to get hurt in the scenario in some kind of way. Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's never worth it. No. It's never worth it. Even if, obviously it's different if you and your person have those boundaries where that you got that green light. You know what I mean? It's a different if you got a allegedly Will and Jada situation, <laughs> you know? Or any That's open relationship. Yeah. Right, or anyone where y'all just have your own boundaries set, agreements have been made, you know, there's the transparency's intact, that trust is there. Um, y'all have set all of that up. Yeah. Before you get in motion and start executing and moving and grooving. And yeah, so it's like I I I saw what the dip does uh in that regard, where it really did hurt three people. You know what I mean? You you might think, or I mean, I really wasn't considering all of the consequences when it comes to how people will feel post that. You know, mm. I was just feeling like it felt good in the moment because of what it was attached to. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You know mm. what I mean? And that was me feeling inadequate in my marriage. I was I was in front of someone who was making me feel appreciated and valued, and you know. I just ended up messing around with this person Mm, mm. and you know, it it was only like a, I can't say only, you know what I mean? It was, it was a little manual stimulation for for a couple of seconds and, and that was it. And it was like, so some, some, some making out small. Huh? Like making out stuff we used to do in like seventh, eighth grade, but, pre-teen. but literally no making out, no nothing. It was just like some manual stimulation for like that's what I'm saying, 30 so seconds on that level. No yeah. kissing. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. I'm saying, yeah. oh, but yeah, it was very innocent. Yeah. 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 That's stuff we used to do. Um, and yeah, man, just that's, but that's the thing It's like from something so small and little, when you think about the bigger picture of what could have happened, I would have thought it ain't that big a deal. We can recover from this, but man, nah, bro. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't that because cheating was such a big thing to my ex-wife. Like she, I think she had her own ideas about what feeling desired. She had her own mm-hmm. kind of experience about mm-hmm. feeling desired and things like that. And I, I don't know if there's a, a situation where she could have understood that it wasn't about her. Mm-hmm. She was always, regardless of how or what happened with cheating, I feel like she was always going to process it like that. It was about her mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. she had her own, you know what I mean, kind of ideas and thoughts about being wanted and desired and self-perception and things like that. So it was like, I 
I mean, it's almost like poking a wound that someone has. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you said, it's not about you, but they're the recipient of it. And so I've always struggled with that. People say, hey, it's not personal. Yeah, but you're you're the one attacking (laughs) me. Well, it's not because of you, you. But yeah, but but it's it's coming my way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The tsunami that 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 hit that that territory, it wasn't personal. That tsunami didn't just come out of nowhere and just say, "Hey, you know, having a rough day." Mrs. Tsunami's on my back. She says I haven't ravaged a couple of lands in the last couple of years. You know, I'm just gotta. I hey, you know, I gotta come and attack your territory. <laughs> no one says that. The tsunami comes. You're just like, "Yo, there's there's aftermath." Yeah. Land exactly. is ravaged. There's major issues going on. Mm-hmm. You're a freak if it was personal or not. It means something. I had uh, uh, a guy once heard his name was Dr. Geddes Hansen, and he said it best about racism. Whether it's personal, right, malicious racism, or dumb doing naivete, the end result is you get discriminated against. <laughs> Period. And, you know. This is this is what he said, right? The end result, you get discriminated against. So after a while, it's like, I don't care if it's... I mean, you have to care as far as analysis, creating programs, interventions, and policies, because there is going to be nuances between malicious behavior, or malicious intent, rather, and naivete. But for those who are the recipient of that behavior, you're not even thinking on that level, because all you know is that you're being attacked. All you feel is the pain. All you the feel why is the is pain. irrelevant. Yeah. To go back to your, your situation with your ex... She experienced the pain. And I think going long-term, if you guys would have lasted, there would have been more opportunity for that higher level meta-analysis, that conversation, that reimagination, that restructuring of the narrative or participation in, okay, well, my narrative is still going to be this, but I can hear more of yours. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Let's heal through this. But, you know, you got to get through that dip. Yeah. And that See, dip is going to be painful. We didn't know about dips when we were going through it. <laughs> I mean, we knew what we were going through, but we didn't have this kind of reflection, you know, thinking about dips and thinking about uh, if we could just make it through a tough time or a for worse kind of scenario or circumstance. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, your your marriage can be stronger. Your relationship could be better for it. Oh, absolutely. I think for some people, broken trust is like relationship over. Oh, of course. It's game, it's game over. Yeah, there's some people, it's it's once you cheat, it's over. Don't even. Or just broken trust, period. Oh, yeah. That's it might not even be through cheating. Because I've wrestled with that. Lie, yes. Yes. Or, I've wrestled yeah. with that. For yeah. sure. Yeah. For me, I'm a big, if you break trust, it is very hard for me to recenter myself, to even entertain. Entertain. Respecting you. Yeah. Entertain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping this relationship alive with you. Mm-hmm. Now, through my personal dip, since you shared, I'll say this about me. I have, I, I'm one of these people. Well, once you break trust with me, that's it. It's over. You're flamed out. You're, you're going to the land where there's much weeping and gnashing of teeth. But through my dip, I have learned that being calculated and almost callous in that way, and that's not saying it's wrong. I'm really advocating that being cold and calculus, calculated in that way, as my only response to love or a breach of my love or a breach of my trust was not going to get me to where I wanted to be. So you've heard me say this before in our personal conversations. A superhero I always talk about is Green Arrow. You know why? Because Green Arrow, whether you talk about the show on CW, they just call it an arrow, or you talk about Green Arrow, the comic book, and who he is in the cartoons is he has a quiver and he has multiple bowls in his quiver. So yes, he has the sharp pointy ends to put people to bed permanently, 
but then he has uh, a, a bow that shoots out and forms a net. So if someone's falling off a, a building, he'll shoot an arrow and that net opens up and they get caught in the net. So he saves a life. He has one that uh, creates smoke. So there's confusion. So he can come in and extract the hostage while, while the perpetrators are choking and trying to see through the smoke. He has different bows in his quiver to have different responses to a crisis situation so that he can maximize his return or his outcomes in each particular situation, almost surgically with precision. In a case where there's multiple hostages, you may just want to cause confusion so you can grab the hostages and go and not stand there fighting and killing people because you, someone could get killed in the process, the hostage. Or in the case of someone forming the building, using a sharp pointy bow and arrow ain't going to do anything. You got to save a life. And in some of the cases where you got to put someone to bed permanently, the sharp arrows are going to do well. And I think in our love life, we need to build the capacity and strengthen ourselves to have different responses to a breach of trust, a breach of love, so that when we do encounter these dips, it's not just, I'm ready to hit the door. One of our close friends, whose name will not mention because I don't know if he wants it mentioned, put it best like this. You're on an airplane, you start experiencing turbulence. How many of us hit the door and are ready to jump out of the airplane? None of us, because we understand turbulence at times is part of the flight process. And even the turbulence gets bad and sometimes it gets bad. You're never just gonna hit the door on the plane because that would just mean game over. Because even on the plane, and I'm not talking about a military plane, a regular commercial plane, there are no parachutes. So even jumping is a zero win game. Right. It's the same principle with these dips. That for me, when I encountered my dip, my, what I took from my dip or my dips is that I have become stronger, wiser, more emotionally intelligent, more responsive to my partner's needs. And I have been able to recognize that when there is a breach of trust, which there will be a breach of trust in every relationship that you, you're in, you and your boss, you and your partner, you and your children, you and your mama and them, it's going to be a breach of trust. I had to learn, A, breaches of trust will happen, and B, that I have different responses to addressing those breaches of trust. And I didn't have to rely on that one arrow, that sharp arrow of just cutting people off. Because if you start cutting everyone off when there's a breach of trust, you won't have a network. You won't yeah, have family. You won't have friends. <laughs> You'll be by yourself. Super lonely. Yeah, for sure. And on that note. And on that note. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, check us out at Love God Love Sex Pod TikTok. Uh, at Love God Love Sex Pod on YouTube. Go ahead and follow us on TikTok. Subscribe on YouTube. On the audio platforms. Google Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Spotify. At Love God Love Sex Pod. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also available in email. Connect at Love God Love Sex Podcast.net. That's the episode for today. Until next time, take care. Peace.